Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I used to teach godly play, which was a way of introducing the Bible to children. And parables are a big part of the curriculum in godly play. And when you introduce a parable in godly play, it's in a box, usually a gold box. And you explain to the children that a parable is like a gift that you get to open again and again. And each time you open this gift, this parable, you might find something new in the box. And you encourage the children to listen, to wonder, to look for what gift God might have put in this parable for them today, even if this isn't the first time they've encountered it. Uh, Another scholar puts it that parables are like a room you enter. And each time you enter the room, your focus might be drawn to a different detail, a different part of the decoration, a different comfortable corner that God has set for you, or perhaps an uncomfortable seat that you are invited to sit in for just a moment when you enter the room this time. Parables are unfolding in their meaning in new ways each time you encounter them. They open up to you in a new way when you engage with them. And usually that opening up is something surprising, maybe something even a little upside down that God is trying to draw us into. This one begins, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to. So we've got to start there. What is this kingdom of heaven? Is it heaven? Is it the place we're preparing for, the place we hope to be in after we die? And if so, then perhaps this parable is a sort of roadmap. How do we get there? But most commentaries will tell us that the kingdom of heaven ought not to be confused with heaven as our eternal reward. Rather, the kingdom of heaven might better be translated as God's work with God's people. And so this parable might start, God's work in the world among God's people might be compared with, it's God's action in the world. God acts like this among us now, and that is always surprising. So what are we learning about how God works in the world from today's parable? There's some surprising things right at the beginning. The landowner is the one who sows the seed, not the slaves. And the slaves come up to the landowner after this and ask a really, really bold question. Didn't you plant good seed? Where are they coming from to ask such a question? 
Didn't you buy the right stuff? Boss, I think we did it wrong, they say. And another surprise. The landowner tells them that they are not to go out weeding. What is the point of these farm workers if they can't be sent to weed with any confidence? Shouldn't farm workers know the difference enough to recognize the weeds from the wheat? It says at this point they're already bearing fruit, and still the landowner says, don't go. You won't be able to pick just the weeds. They're told instead to watch and to wait. And there's some parts that are missing. And then we get to the part where Jesus explains what happens in the parable. And this explanation, most scholars will tell us, was probably added later. It has more to do with what Matthew was concerned about, what was going on in Matthew's community, than perhaps what was happening the day that Jesus first told this parable to his disciples. And we hear in this explanation that's added later, but it is part of our scripture, and so we must hold it dear, that these weeds and this wheat are the people of the world. And that Jesus, the Son of Man, is the one who sowed the seed. And that the field is the world. The world now and here. Not some future reality, but God's work in the world now, today. Matthew's community had a deep concern for who was in and who was out. The Roman Empire created castes of insiders and outsiders, powerless and powerful. And Matthew's church suffered for not following the Roman state or the Judite authorities. There Jesus had been executed as the enemy of the state and they were persecuted for it. And so this question was pressing to them. Who can we throw away? Who can we cast out? We suffer. Surely we can ignore the people who hurt us. Surely we can weed them out. But Jesus says, no. Watch and wait. This waiting is so important that even they have to wait for the explanation. The disciples, there's two more parables in the six verses that we skipped over today. You'll get to hear them next week. But they have to wait Wait to learn what this means. Even before they can understand what he's saying to them, they have to practice the waiting he's encouraging them to do. God is at work in the world, and the sorting is not for you, and it is not for now. Tend the field, care for all the plants, and wait. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you and wait. We might understand a little of the anxiety of Matthew's church. Not because we are persecuted, but because we know suffering. And we live in times when there is so much that wants to divide people. So much pressure to create an in and an out, an us and a them, good people and bad people, wheat and weeds. But even now, in the midst of now, today, God's kingdom is breaking in. 
God is watching the growth in the field of the world. God's voice says, you can't really know the wheat from the weeds until the harvest. So leave the sorting to me. I've got that part. What then is our part? It's the same as the disciples. It's the same as Matthew's church. It's the same as Christians throughout eternity. It is to watch, to see, to notice where God's kingdom is breaking into the world. Even in the midst of suffering and confusion, to trust that God's promises are steady when so much feels off balance. To believe that the good seeds are growing even when to our view they seem outnumbered by the weeds. Followers of Jesus have had this same task that they had 2,000 years ago to point to God's work in the world to declare that the kingdom of God has come near to the powerless and to the powerful, to the ins and the outs, to all of us, and is very new even now. So we are to watch, to point out, to see how God is working in this world now, today, here. How God's kingdom makes good fruit even with weeds all around. And to wait and to trust that God's judgment is good. God's judgment is just. And that our work isn't in the sorting, but in the tending. Love your neighbor. Be patient, says the sower, and watch for the growth. Amen.